Welcome and thank you for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on September 15th, 2021. Thanks to all of you faithful listeners and welcome to all of you new listeners. I truly believe when God's word is sent out, it never returns empty. Please consider sharing a link to this podcast with your family and friends. You may also subscribe at Apple Podcast or do a search on Amazon by typing my name, Arthur Suggs, into the search bar. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. I have borrowed this opening prayer from my daily devotional book. Let us pray. Lord of all power and might, the author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of your name. Increase in us true religion. Nourish us with all goodness and bring forth the fruit of good works. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, today we're going to explore what it means to be dependent on God and what it looks like to trust Him. We all, I dare say, at some point in time have either literally or figuratively walked through the valley of the shadow of death. I dare say during those times, I'm certain we have all cried out to God for his help. Now, because we're human and we want it to be manifested in a way that we can see it, touch it, hear it. And also, we want it now, not later. I've done three or four studies and reflections in the past on this question. Where is God? To help address that question, we're going to dig a little deeper into Scripture today, found in the Psalms, the book of 1 Peter, Matthew, and the book of Luke. I'd like to begin with a short poem. I believe the author of this poem may have had 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 in mind when they penned this. This poem also came from my daily devotional book several days ago, and the authorship was noted to be anonymous. I did a Google search to help determine the authorship, but found out that five or six different people have claimed authorship. So, I will just go with anonymous. This is a poem titled Footprints in the Sand. One night I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times. There was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me 
all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why. When I needed you most, you would leave me. He whispered, My precious child, I love you, and I will never leave you, never ever during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. Let's begin with Psalm 27, verses 1 through 14. We're all familiar with and have read the stories in the Old Testament that speak to the trials and tribulations David went through. He was pursued by warring factions, pursued by his political enemies, as well as pursued by his own son. Listen to the words of the psalm that speak to his dependence and trust in God. And this is the reading from Psalm 27, verses 1 through 14. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, for he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, Seek my face. My heart says to you, Your face, Lord, I do seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you who have been my help, cast me not off. Forsake me not, O God, my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. The word wait is used twice in the last verse. And a word study reveals that part of the root meaning of the word wait is hope. David professes his dependence on and trust in God. And he certainly has hope. Now let's look at the book of 1 Peter. It was a letter that was written to early Christians. Early Christians often met violent opposition And Peter's letter comforted and encouraged Christians who were being persecuted by their faith. 
In the following reading, Peter is encouraging the elders in the church and other early Christians to humble themselves and to trust that God will provide for them. This reading is from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. Here is the reading. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Our next reading comes from the book of Matthew, and it is set in Jerusalem on the eve of Jesus' arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane. This is Matthew chapter 26, beginning at verse 34 and following. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. That's the end of this reading. You remember the reading in 1 Peter where Peter encouraged the elders in the early, and the early Christians to humble themselves before God's mighty hand. So, did Jesus humble himself? Absolutely he did. He humbled himself to his Father. And why did he do this? And this coming right after Peter had denied him three times, and Peter, James, and John had fallen asleep three times while Jesus asked them to keep watch while he prayed. The answer to this question is found in many places in God's word. Here is Luke's account as he quotes Jesus. This is found in Luke chapter 24 verses 44 through 45. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you, 
Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. Jesus was not only advocating the reading of scripture, but also the discernment and understanding of it as well. The Bible certainly is a unified story that leads to Jesus. Thanks be to God for his holy word that helps us live into our church's vision statement of learning, loving, living God's word. And as always, I give a shout out to the folks at Bible Project. You owe it to yourself to search BibleProject.com. They don't necessarily take a systematic approach to understanding and studying scripture, but they do offer a glimpse into the minds of the ancient authors of the Bible. Bible Project not only discusses the importance of cultural, societal, and historical context, they also have many free resources that will enhance your understanding of the Bible and increase the effectiveness of your Bible study. If you're not currently reading and studying God's Word on a daily basis, I would invite you to do so. And if you are, I would encourage you to share your love of God's Word with others. Let us pray. God of grace, God of love, God of mercy, we thank you for loving us unconditionally through your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for walking with us on our faith journey. And yes, even carrying us through some of life's difficult journeys. We lift up this prayer in your Son's name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.